Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. up besties with the breasties what's going on wow it's been a while since you used that intro look you're already smiling because you knew it's been a while i was thinking i'm like it has been a while (laughs) and this is jill coleman and today uh we have a listener question and we asked y'all um just some things that are going on in your life and sort of what exactly you would love us to riff on or maybe talk about and we got a great uh question And it says, how do you navigate with your partner different lifestyle choices? These things are not deal breakers that she called them like not non-negotiables. So I ended up following up because I wanted to know what she meant by specifically lifestyle choices. She said, for example, one person loves to go out and do things. The other's a homebody. One's more social than the other. One likes to splurge and spend money. The other might be a little bit more of a tightwad. (laughs) One loves to travel a lot. The other, not so much. And we have lots in common, core values match, but these differences can be challenging. And one of the reasons why I actually wanted to do this episode, and I thought this was a great question, is because um, she said, like, on the whole, like, it seems to work for them. They've been together for 12 years. But she said, um, she said, if you decide to accept some of these differences, how do you do it without resentment? Mm. And I think that's where, you know, I think things are, are okay, quote unquote, okay, or they work out fine up until a point. Yeah. And for, I think a lot of people, you can kind of let a lot slide or maybe not have to be doing a lot of the same things. But at what point when you find yourself maybe feeling resentful, they have a partner who doesn't have some of the, she said lifestyle choices. And I think those really are the yeah. things that she mentioned are more like lifestyle choices. I like to spend your days. It's interesting because at the beginning of a relationship, I feel like you don't notice those things as much because I think people are compromising more. So while somebody might be a homebody and the other person's going out, the homebody will tend to try to impress the other one and go out more um, or vice versa. The person who goes out is like, I don't mind staying home because you just like the person and you want to hang around. But the longer the relationship goes, I think the more those things actually come out and you're like, wait a second. I didn't realize you didn't like traveling so much or, you know, especially like the travel one, maybe you weren't traveling right at the bat when you were dating. So I think these things come out over time. And then I think that's why the resentment starts. Maybe the resentment even happens because you feel a little bit like misled. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I've seen this, we have some similar things that have happened. I think, um, the beginning of our relationship, we went out a lot and, and did a lot of social things, but then the pandemic happened. And for me, the more I stayed inside, the more I wanted to stay inside, the less uh, social I was, the less social I wanted to be. It was weird. I felt like the pandemic really made me more introverted. The more I didn't go out, the more I didn't want to go out. And so then I feel like Jeff was like, you never want to go out. I go, it's just, it's just different. (laughs) It's not the same as it was. And, and also even at the, when the things started opening up, it just wasn't the same. I'm like, I'd rather not go out than have to go out with a mask on, sit apart from everybody and, and all of that stuff. So I think that just to validate the the resentment piece, because I think it can feel like you were duped, but I think it's a natural progression of relationships to where you are more open at the beginning to doing more things, but then your like real preferences come out later. And I think ultimately, I, I like that she said that things work out and their values are similar. Um, I think ultimately you have to come to a place where 
there are some compromises, right? Like the things that are really important, let's say the travel one, is it really important that you travel a lot and they always have to be with you? Or can you travel with friends and do other things? And then maybe once a year you're like, hey, it's really important to me that we have this experience to go to this new country together, do this thing. Can you come with me this time? And so to communicate in a time, in a play, in a way and a time and place that the important things are made known so that they can, they can also adjust their expectations and how they want to show up for you. I think that's been something for, for Jeff and I, cause I have become more introverted is he might invite me to an event or something. And I ask him like, how important is this that I go? He's like, do you want to come? I'm like, mm, I'm not sure I want to come. Like I will come, but how important. And if it's not important, then I may not go. If it is important, I'm like, if the, if it really matters that I'm there with you, then I'll be there. So I think communication is a big piece as far as like the resentment goes is sharing when these things are really important to you and probably every time can't be super important to you. Otherwise you will be really resentful. And one of the reasons you're with someone is because they're not exactly the same as you, you know? So you have to also go, I love this person. I love them for what they bring to my life. Not because we always do everything the same. Mm -hmm. It's so good. And as you were talking, I was like, oh yeah, there are examples in my own relationship for sure of this stuff. Uh, for one, Keith doesn't really drink, you know? And so I always like to have a cocktail or two. And so like that was at the beginning, I felt a lot more self-conscious about that. But now it's like, he just, he doesn't judge me. I don't judge him. It's like, you know, we have like a great, but you know, I think oh, two things here. Number one, I love that she said their core values are similar because I think that's like day one stuff. Like you, we've done up other episodes where it's like, Hey, what are the, you know, what do you, what do you do if fundamentally you do have differences? Those could be like religious, political, whatever. But she said, most of those things are in line. It's more of these, just like, what are we doing on a daily basis? What do we find fun? And I think that the first thing really, you mentioned it, which is the compromise piece. There have definitely been times where, you know, I've wanted to do, go on a trip or I've wanted to stay home or whatever. And then, but it's really important. Like you said to Keith, it's like, okay, so how are we going to, if we are going to travel, let's compromise on like, I'm not going and staying in a fucking like shoebox Airbnb with fucking cockroaches, you know, whereas Keith is like, we're really going to be there. Why does it matter where we're staying? So I think you have to also just understand what, like how people like to do things. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, if one person likes to spend a lot of money and the other person is more fiscally conservative, you have to figure out like, what's that compromise then? You know, I can't, be like, cause I like to go and have luxurious experiences. Can't be like, we have to be at the four seasons and you have to pay for half of it. Like that's yeah. not his value system. But I'm also like, Hey, if you're going to book an Airbnb, can I check it out first mm. to make sure like it's fine enough for me, yeah. you know? And so I think you, the number one thing of course is compromise. The other thing that originally came to mind, I think this is helps with the resentment piece is in, um, Jade, Jade's and Danny's book, Danny Coleman, Jade Tita, in their book, Next Level Tribe, they have something that's called a social MVP team. Basically, it's like, you know, think about a baseball team and everyone has their role. Some people are hitters, some people are outfielders, some people are pitchers, catchers, whatever. And in a way, everyone who's in your life, in like your inner circle, whether it's friends, family, loved ones, acquaintances, whatever, they each play a role in a weird way, you know? So your partner doesn't have to play every single role. Mm. Oftentimes we feel disappointed because we want them to, right? We want them to do everything and be the same. But I've actually found a lot of peace personally in just saying, I don't go to Keith for that thing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's helped me so much with resentment because I want to talk about business. And I'm like, Keith's not really in our space. So if I like go to him for something with business, I always ended up feeling disappointed, not because he's not great in other ways, but he didn't have the 
like wherewithal. He didn't have the context, doesn't have the understanding of what, what I do necessarily. So while he can support me and be like, I, you know, do you need anything? Can I make you dinner whatever? And that way it's great. But once you realize, oh, I don't go to this person for that thing, not just with your partner for maybe a best friend or a, a sibling or a, a, you know, someone else close to you. I go to this person for this specific thing. And so maybe if you love to travel and your partner doesn't, you have a great girlfriend who like loves to travel. And like you said, 80% of the time you guys travel together and the 20% of the time, you know, your partner consents to be able to go. And then you make some compromises on how you stay and how you travel and things like that. So I, you know, I don't think this is like necessarily a long convoluted conversation. I think it at the end of the day is figuring out places and really dealing with your own stuff so you don't feel that resentment because it's normal to feel that way. We love this person probably more than we love anyone in our lives. And we want them to be doing all the same things and want to have the same desires. But to your point, I don't know. I kind of like not seeing Keith for a week because I'm traveling with my girlfriends. I come home and there's like, oh, I haven't seen you for a week. Like, you know, I'm, I'm horny. Like I want to spend time with you. Like it does give you a little bit of a reset and it keeps the spice in your relationship too. So I think there's a lot of things there. I love that. That could be benefits. Yeah. I love that. Just reframe of going, this is not what I'm going to go to this person for anymore, you know? And it's not a bad thing. No. I think we judge it. We're like, well, I should be able to go to my partner for everything. Well, I like you had self-awareness to go, this left me feeling disappointed. And instead of making it a a him thing, like it's his problem or issue, which it wasn't because before you came along, he didn't have to have those conversations with people. You made it, you took it, turned it back on yourself and said, okay, I'm just going to find someone else to have those conversations with. And then you can have all of the best parts of that person and that one piece just gets met, that one piece and need gets met by someone else. And then when it is important, they're around, right? Like I'm sure you still have some conversations off and on about your business when you're, you need to vent or talk to somebody, but for the most part, it's not the conversations you have every day. And I really love that. I think it's super wise advice. And I think that it's actually the piece that really will keep people from having resentment. And I think it also takes the burden and pressure off of them for not feeling. And you like, let's, we always try to flip this around, right? Maybe it's you that feels the pressure. And wouldn't it be nice if, let's say, I'm homebody, Jeff likes to go travel, do his thing. And let's just say I hate traveling. I would feel relieved if he just went with his friends somewhere. I'm like, cool, let me stay home alone. Like, and actually I do sometimes, like I love to travel, but I also very much like alone time. So if he goes out with people, I'm like, fantastic. Like have a great time, come home when you're ready. But I would love to just have the house alone all by myself and do my own thing. And so it's also taking the pressure off them. I don't want him to feel resentful towards me. And I don't want to be, and Jill and I, you, you know, we've both been in the situation where the person's there doesn't want to be. Like, you know, we invite you out to dinner and you're like just bad energy and you're like, yep. dude, you should have just stayed home. Like, right. oh, this sucks. Right. I have to entertain you. Like, so, yeah. it would have been better if you just stayed home. So you also don't want to be that person who you're, you're, you're the one who's being dragged along and you also don't want to drag them along and then be pissed that they even came. You're like, why'd you even come? Because you're being a punk. And it's like didn't really want to be here. Right. So let's just save all of that drama. (laughs) Instead of trying to like placate and please like, and I think this goes to a larger conversation about relationships in terms of you need to share your truth, Mm -hmm. even if it would be hard for them to hear. So if you really are a homebody and you're just like, look, I do not love going out. I love that you love going out. But I want to give you all that information because if this is a non-negotiable for you, I don't want to be in a position where I'm feeling like I have to always please or placate because then you don't actually know the real me. Yeah. Right. I'm, I, you know, the me that I'm 
pretending to be, to be, you know, um, pleasing to you in that moment, but that's not real, yeah. you know? And then that's when the resentment builds on the other side, you know, of like, I, I always have to come or I always keep doing stuff. You know, I think I definitely had some of that stuff in my marriage where there were just resentments that weren't spoken mm-hmm. out loud or there, there were resentments that weren't communicated or done anything with, and they just grow over time because we put our own needs aside. So I think you sharing exactly who you are, including your, but this goes to the larger conversation around self-awareness. You need to even know what your preferences are. Yeah. You know, like, are you someone who likes to go out? Are you more introverted, extroverted? Like, have you, you know, taken some of these personality quizzes and just things like that to know yourself so you don't end up resentment. But I love that she even mentioned that because I think our, the negative feelings are the clues that you have to dig into that. You know, so if I'm constantly feeling resentful or if I'm constantly feeling disappointed, you have to come back to like, okay, I don't want to be in that emotion, all that. So that's like the, the signal to yourself that there needs to be some work there. And nine times out of 10, it's, it's work on yourself, yeah. right? Nine times out of 10, it's not because that person is wrong or doing something bad or they're just not cool or they're just not social enough. Like good luck trying to change somebody, right? Yeah. But the cool thing is if they do change, then you just get to be grateful that they're like, all of a sudden they're like wanting to like, if I right now, if I like, I don't know if Keith loves to surf and if I, I just don't like, like going in the ocean, I wear contact lenses. So if I went under, like, it's just different. But he said to me, we're talking about this and we're like, is there anything in our relationship that you feel like you kind of miss me? Like you don't get to, there's something that's important to you that we don't get to share together. And we both asked the question to each other and he said, surfing, he was like, you know, I, I would love if like you were interested in surfing because we're out there, but like we taught, we're like, I'm going to go out with Doug, you know, it's a lot of time we're not catching a wave and we're just catching up and we're, you know, it's like, I think we'd be going, we could go to vacations together that were surf vacations. And I was like, yeah, that's really, but so, but he's like, I don't resent you for it mm-hmm. and I don't need you to but I would just get to be excited if you decided to, you know? And so I think that's knowing those things, if you could accept the person for their differences, it even makes that much sweeter if they do decide to, to do your thing. Yeah, definitely. And I think we also need to really recognize that compromise is okay. And it's just a matter of if you're compromising all the time, are you compromising who you are and what you want? Like you said earlier about not really showing who you are. So if you find yourself, you're always compromising then you might be the one who's resentful. Cause you're like, I always do what they want. I always do what they want. I think compromise needs to happen when it's important. And that's why I said at the beginning, like ask what's really important when you are there or when, when you show up or when you want them to show up so that nobody is feeling like they're overextending, overgiving, and they're always the one being put out. Mm-hmm. I think it's also a red flag if the other person won't compromise yes. when it isn't huge. huge. So I think this is also a piece where if they're like, you know, I don't like going out, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm a homebody, I, you know, I don't like to travel. It's like, I told you that from day one. Yeah, like, it's like, cool, but this is important. Can you do this for me? This one time or these few times, like I don't ask you to do it every time, but I am asking for this one time. I think that's fair. I think that's fair in a relationship to ask. So if someone's making you feel bad for having them do anything, I think that's a little bit of a red flag. What would you say if someone was like, I was, I've been honest with my partner. I told them what, you know, who I am. They have all the information and then they still ask me to do stuff and I don't want to compromise. What would you tell that person who's asking? Would you tell them like, Hey man, this is like, if you know, if they're just like, I'm not compromising, I'm not doing it. then you either recognize like that is who they are or... And you, you get right with it. Yeah. You get right with it or you, you go, leave. they're not going to compromise and that's going to dig at me 
and it's going to eventually erode my own, you know, feelings toward them or self-esteem. So I might as well just out Especially if they're asking you for something that's like reasonable, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, like normal people would like ask for, if you, you know? If they're like, I'm not compromising on having a threesome with, you know, uh, midget and a an old lady it's like okay i you, you can walk out on that one <laughs> like, right, but if they're like you know i i don't know say you're doing like a long distance relationship yeah. and, and the person's like well at some point i would like for us to live in the same town right right and like they're like no i don't want to live in the same town ever you're like then you just have that information and you right. go okay well this isn't like an outlandish request like a lot of people if they're in a relationship like to live in the same town yeah. so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then you just kind of go, okay, maybe it's not for me. And you have to decide yeah. if that's okay with I, you. I think sometimes people think if you compromise in a relationship, that that means it's not working. And I don't think that's true. I think compromise is important in relationships. However, and I want to say, and if it's constant compromise, that's a different story. If it's you're always bending over backwards, you're always appeasing, that's not compromise. That's literally just being a pushover and always appeasing and never standing up for yourself or setting boundaries or, uh, you know, being walked all over. So you, and also like sometimes you just have to suck it up. Like sometimes I don't want to go see the, you know, their family or they might not want to see, but I'm like, just, I know you don't want to be here, but I would love you to suck it up. And I would like you to have a good attitude while you're here. And Mm -hmm. I I appreciate you for doing that. And like, thanks, let's just get through this day or, you know, whatever this wedding or this family event Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, or even just a vacation. Like, Hey, I know you don't want to travel, but it's going to be fun. I think it'll be, you'll add a lot to it. And you know, you have to give them affirmation for doing it and thank them for doing it, but expectations have to be managed everywhere. And I think it's important that there's some give and take. Mm-hmm, for sure. No, I think this is a really great conversation. And I think, you know, I also want to just validate the fact that like, I don't think any relationship is ever going to be perfect, you know? So like, it sounds like from what this person messaged in, like she has a great relationship. They've been together for 12 years. Like for the most part on the whole, they have an amazing relationship. I don't think the answer is there's someone out there better. Yeah. You know, I think for a lot of people we go, well, this thing, there's got to be someone out there who does love to travel. But then you realize like you have to weigh the benefits and the cons of like giving up something that actually is like 90% of the time really great just to look for that last 10%, you know, or do you go, you know what, I'm going to outsource this piece. I'm yeah. going to find someone else in my social MVP squad to outsource this to, and I'm just going to figure it out. So I just want to validate that. I think the idea, and maybe this is just like the 40 year old me talking, I just don't know that any relationship is going to be like perfect. You're going to be perfectly aligned all the time with lifestyle choices. Yeah. So I love that she said like these things aren't non-negotiable, but I just want to validate that like, it sounds like they're fucking there, you know? And so... I just don't think that the answer is there's someone better out there for you and, I think you and you need to go find them. I often think this comes up and I won't say this is the case for her, but at least for me, these kind of things bother me more when I get into comparison trap. Mm. So if let's say it's, let's say it's travel and I love travel and my partner doesn't travel with me. And then I go on a vacation finally, and then I see all these other couples out there and I'm just like, oh, man, I wish my partner was here with me. This would be so much better. Like you just start looking at other people and going, that's what I wish I had. Or you see on social media, like this travel couple and you're like, man, we could be that, but you're not doing it with me. So I think the comparison trap sometimes makes us, makes these things feel heavier and worse. And if that's the issue for you, it's like, we know this and it's like we can talk ourselves out of this that we don't see the whole picture we don't know everybody's whole relationships but try to get out of the comparison of your relationship to someone else because that's when i feel like whatever the one thing is and i see someone else with that part of their relationship i'm like man they have that that thing that i want but it's like 
Do they have all the other things though still? Maybe they don't have some things. Maybe I have things that they want and they don't have that. Sure. And so, and I remember that with in my marriage, um, I had a lot of friends whose partners were helping them with their business. And I was like, man, I wish my partner could do that. And you know, now I have a different scenario and I'm like, there's benefits to having the partner just work on their own job and not be part of that. So there's always pros and cons to everything and comparison is not helping. And I think that's probably one of the things that could be happening too is you're feeling a certain way and then you get triggered because you're seeing other people do it. And, and that can feel lonely and sad sometimes, but you can just grieve that part. Like this is the thing I don't have, but like Jill said, is get those other people to do it. And then you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. Yeah, no, it's so good. I'm glad that you brought that up too. You know, Mark Manson says uh, his thing. And I just love this so much. It's like, what olive do you want on your shit sandwich? Mm. He was like every relationship you get into, like, let's say this person left that relationship to go find someone who loves to travel. There's always gonna be something else that she's like, ah, like, but they don't have this, you mm-hmm. know? So at the end of the day, I think there's always going to be some level of sacrifice, but but you realize that the sacrifice is worth it because of all the other beneficial things you get from the relationship. So yeah, what type of olive do you want in your shit sandwich? Like everyone's going to have a shit sandwich, but you get to pick which type of olive you want. That's where your like locus of control is. But you know, I think once you kind of realize that, and also it's to have something in your relationship that does challenge you, grows you. So at the end of the day, you know, this is personal development for this person you wrote in. Like if she really wants to look at it that way, she'd be like, yeah, why am I feeling resentful? What, you know, what is my expectation that I, that I have, or am I comparing myself to other couples and judging myself about it? Is it okay that we don't live together and we've been together 12 years? Like you, I think it's an opportunity for her without even her partner to look at herself and go like, okay, how can I grow as a person to be my next level self, you Mm -hmm. know, in this? So I don't know. I think those, I can't imagine being in a relationship that was all smooth sailing all the time. I don't know. Maybe it would be great, but I think it also could be really fucking boring and it keeps you in like a holding pattern of complacency. I don't know. Yeah. And I think doing everything together all the time would get a little bit suffocating too for both people. Uh, So, you know, and there's certain things like I would like to take some dance classes. I don't want Jeff to take those dance classes with me. There's things I would like to do without him. Like it would be fun to have my own activities and hobbies. And so also be careful about not merging your life so much that you don't have your own identity. Mm -hmm. And you know this too, people I've worked with and clients, I've met so many women that are like, they don't even know who they are because they merged so much with their partner there. And even myself, I feel like leaving my marriage, I felt like we had so much intertwinement that there were pieces that I'm like, I don't even know what I like anymore. Cause it's so much us and we, and I think it's really important for the relationship that you have your own hobbies and things that you do, you know, activities and, and stuff like that. Like Jeff's playing pickleball a lot lately. I've been a couple times and we've had fun, but I like when he goes out with his buddies to play and I like, I can maybe play with other people too, but it's nice just to let us have our own activities and and do that kind of thing. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a great one. Thank you so much for the question. And uh, we do have some, I was asking Danny before we got started, I think, I think we have some episodes similar to this, but we actually have not done this exact episode. So uh, thank you for the question. And y'all, we really always love when you send us your questions, comments, things that you're thinking about, things that are going on in your own life so we can riff on them as well. So feel free to always send us a DM at the Best Life Podcast on Instagram. By the way, speaking of the podcast... Two million downloads, Woo! baby. We're gonna say it on every episode now. Yeah. Yeah. Will. Every episode. <laughs> so you can send us a congratulatory uh message if you would like. And yeah, just thank you guys for uh, obviously we wouldn't be able just to have two million without you guys listening, and we just always appreciate it. I love it. Also, speaking of similar episodes, don't forget you could go to the bestlifepodcast.com slash playlist 
and you can download a bunch of playlists of episodes that have similar topics. So topics on relationships, topics on entrepreneurship, on money, um, on personal development. That way, if you're very interested in this particular topic, you can binge listen to all the episodes that are similar, at least up until 300 something. And we'll, we'll make sure we keep updating that monthly, but go to the bestlifepodcast.com slash playlist and you could get those. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, y'all. We'll see you on the next episode. All right. Bye guys. Bye.